Hey everyone, I'm George Davis, and uh, I also just want to say thank you to those of you who participated in our Beyond the Walls experience last week, and I also want to express thanks for Vitaly for his update and just for the ongoing work that he's involved in. You know, so far this service has just really been, I think, a reminder to us that as followers of Christ, we're called to live out our faith. We're called to love our neighbors, and it's great to see the different ways, both locally and internationally, that we do that as a church. And and believe it or not, this kind of emphasis on thinking beyond ourselves actually now brings us back to our study of the Ten Commandments. Because uh, this morning, as we continue working our way through the Ten Commandments, we now come to the commandments that really focus on how we relate to others. You get to the second part of the Ten Commandments, and in essence, these commandments are all about how we engage others well, really about how we love our neighbors well. And uh, interestingly, in in describing our relationships with others, uh, the commandments begin by focusing on our relationships at home. And so today, we, as we continue through the Ten Commandments, are going to look at the Fifth Commandment, uh, and this is how we read that commandment in the book of Exodus. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Now, most likely you're, you're familiar at least with a part of that phrase or part of this verse, right? Honor your father and mother. You probably heard that before. And as you look at these words, as I read them to you, what comes to your mind? Maybe for you, uh, you know, you think about this commandment and your first thought is, well, you know what? This is for kids. This is, you know, maybe you'd say, you know what? I I learned this as a kid or when I was a kid, I was in Sunday school and we were told to honor your father and your mother. That was part of what it means to grow up well. So maybe your first thought is, well, you know what? This is just for kids. Or maybe you read this and the truth is, as you think about it, you kind of say, you know what? This is really for other families. I mean, you know, this this is a great commandment if you grew up in a certain kind of family, if you if you had a certain kind of relationship with your parents, but maybe you would just say that that hasn't been my experience, right? I mean, it's one thing, you know, if your family if your family looked like leave it to Beaver, okay, that's great. Honor your father and mother, but maybe you would actually say, George, if you knew my story, you would say, you know what, my family looked less like that and really more like the Simpsons. I'm just not sure how this is relevant to me. And I, and I get that. And I realize, I realize in our church community, I realize among those of you who are participating online, there are some of us that have really challenging stories in our families. But as we have gone throughout this series, and as, as we've said throughout this series, for those of us who are followers of Christ, even though we're not under the Ten Commandments, there is still wisdom here for us, right? We, we talked about the Ten Commandments as guidelines and guardrails. For those of us who are followers of Christ, there's wisdom here. Uh, there are guidelines here in helping us understand what is this journey, what is this path of following Christ look like? Furthermore, I think in the Ten Commandments, there are guardrails, there are warnings that are put up that say, oh, here's danger that awaits you if you choose to step off this path in an intentional way. And as we're going to see this morning, Regardless of kind of your experience with family, there really is still wisdom here for all of us. And so what I want to do is just take a few moments really to unpack the wisdom of the fifth commandment. 
And, and I think in, in speaking of the wisdom of the, the fifth commandment, we, we kind of have to start this way. We, we have to start by talking about God's design. Because I think there's, a, there's an implied design at work in the, the fifth commandment. It really, a, an implied design to family relationships. And, and we start to understand this design when we pay attention to some of the terms in this commandment. And I just want to highlight one of those terms. It's the term honor. And interestingly, in the original Hebrew, this, this language, this term, communicates the idea of something being weighty, something being heavy. And, and, and the idea of honoring your father and mother is, involves <laughs> kind of recognizing the heaviness, the weightiness of that responsibility. So I think underlying this commandment is an understanding that in God's design, there, there is really a responsibility that comes with parenting. Um, and, you know, we, if we had time, we could go throughout the Bible and really see this responsibility of parenting depicted in various places. Uh, one of the places that you'll find, I think, dis- different descriptions, different insights into the responsibility of parenting is in the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. For instance, uh, Proverbs 23. Let me just read you one part of Proverbs 23. Listen, my son, and be wise, and set your heart on the right path. And I think in passages like this, this there's kind of an implied expectation. The, the, the implied expectation is we need to learn wisdom. We need to learn skillful living if we're to grow up well. And, and we, one of the places we're to learn that is in, in, in our home, in our family relationships. We need to learn how life works. We need to learn who God is and what it means to be in relationship with him. And, and so an important place where we are to learn this is really in our families. And that's part of the role of, of parenting. That's part of the weightiness of parenting. I think, you know, as parents, we're to love our children. We are, and when needed, we're to discipline them. And, and all along the way, whatever it looks like for us to do this, we, we're to be passing along wisdom to help them understand how life works, how to live skillfully. And, and so uh, it's clear, I think, from this passage and other passages in Scripture that this role of parenting really does involve a commitment in terms of our relationship to our kids, a commitment to love, a commitment to discipline, a commitment to be for them, investing in them. And with that level of responsibility, the Bible is also very honest that at times we will do this poorly. At times we will misuse our responsibility and authority. So there are warnings against embittering our kids or exasperating our kids. So, so here's, here's kind of the parenting part of this design, right? It's to be investing, to, to love in such a way that we're passing on wisdom to our kids. So that's kind of the parenting part of this design. And, and the children's part of this design is really, it's the fifth commandment. Now, at, at this point, you may ask this question, if you're familiar with the Bible, well, well what really is the, the, the children's responsibility? Is it, is, it, is it the idea of honor? Is it the idea of obey? Because the Bible uses both terms. For instance, uh, when we get to the New Testament, when the Apostle Paul is writing uh, 
Uh, His letters, he cites the fifth commandment, but notice he initially uses the word obey, right? This is Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then he cites, right, the commandment. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So what exactly is the expectation on the children's side of this equation? What's, what's the expectation in terms of God's design? And I, I think answering that question um, requires us to pay careful attention to the context. Because understand this, when Paul is writing in Ephesians, this, this part of Ephesians is part of a larger section known as a household code. He's, he's describing relationships within a household, and the expectation then is he's writing to children who are, who are presently under the authority of their parents, right? They're, they're dependents. They're younger. They're still under the authority of their parents, and in, in, in this context, the, the appropriate response is, is obedience. You need to obey your parents. But when we get to the Ten Commandments, by contrast, the, the Ten Commandments, understand this, were originally given to adults, right? I mean, think about other commandments that we, we are looking at or have looked at, you know? Don't make idols, don't murder, don't commit adultery. Those are things adults do. So I think the the biblical expectation is this. As as we grow up, right, as we're under (laughs) our parents' authority, we listen, we learn, we obey. But at some point, we are to to grow up. We're to mature. We're to become adults, and we are to become more independent. We're now to make our own decisions. But even though we're no longer under that direct authority of our parents, we are to honor them and and interestingly in scripture part of part of honoring our parents as they get older is is looking out for them supporting them and if needed i think uh, helping to take care of them i mean if we for instance if we if we go back to proverbs 23 i think we kind of see the arc of this expectation right the first part of the passage, you listen to your father who gave you life. And I think embedded in that is the expectation of, you know, as we're younger, we're listening, we're learning, we're obeying. But, but then as we get older, we become more independent. But even as we get older and more independent, there's still a responsibility to our parents. And do not despise your mother when she is old. So there's that ongoing expectation of honor. So, In very simple terms, I think in in very basic terms, here's the design for families, right? As as parents, we love, we nurture, we we invest in our kids, right? We recognize recognize the weightiness of this responsibility and to the best of our ability, even in our brokenness, even though we don't always get it right, we, we seek to share wisdom. We seek to help our kids understand how life works. And then as children, you know, in growing up, we're we're to listen, we're to learn, we're to obey. And and even as we become more independent and even as we transition into adulthood and now we're making our own decisions, even then we are to continue to honor. And I think (laughs) ideally as, you know, as we grow up and as we become more mature, that learning more and more takes place in both directions because as we're growing up, we're actually learning from each other. And so this is, this is kind of, I think, the biblical design at work that is underneath the fifth commandment. Now, 
I realize, and let's just kind of be, let's just be honest here. At this point, some of you maybe, you've already shut me off because you're, you're like, you know what, George, this is great if you're talking at church. Or this is great if you're talking about other families. And maybe you would say, maybe say, George, I realize no family is perfect. I, know, I realize, you know what, there's no such thing as an ideal family. I really realize every family has their stuff, and we've got to be honest about that. But George, if you, if you knew my family, you would know that my family was just off the charts. None of what you described happened in my family. Maybe, maybe you can relate to this one conversation I had many years ago with an engaged couple, right? We were, my wife and I, Rose and I, were in the process of helping this young couple get prepared for marriage. And in the course of one of our conversations, I asked this question. I said, you know, as, as, as you're starting a new family, as you two are starting a new family, what are, what are things you would like to bring from your family of origin into your new family? Either things you've learned, you know, uh, habits, traditions, you know, what would you like to bring from your family of origin into your new family? And this woman about to be married, she, she looked at me and she paused. And then she repeated the question. She said, George, what, what would I like to bring from my family of origin into my new family? And she paused again, and then she said this, absolutely nothing. Maybe, maybe you can relate to that. For some of us in our church family, the truth is there's, there have been different levels of abuse in your family history. And so when we talk about the fifth commandment, when we talk about honoring our father and mother, this, this all just seems irrelevant. And that may be your case. I mean, maybe even now, it's how do I, how do I honor someone I don't respect? And I realize that y- you may be thinking at this point, none of this applies to me. None of this is relevant to me, right? All this family stuff, this, this isn't part of my story. And I realize there's some of us, this, tragically, this is part of our background. And, and yet, if, if that's where you're at, I, I really want you to hear this. The biblical truth is there's, there's still more to the story. Even when it seems like our families and these relationships are an absolute train wreck, there's still in Scripture a deeper story of restoration. Still in, there's still in Scripture really a deeper story of family at work that we need to pay attention to. We need to pay attention really to the rest of the story. And particularly for those of you that it really is a challenging thought process to kind of come to grips with some of your family stuff. Maybe a place where I would start for you is this, I think, this wonderful, powerful statement in Psalm 27. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And for some of you, maybe that's all you need to hear this morning. Psalm 27.10. And this story of restoration, this story of, of family becomes deeper when we get to the life and teachings of Jesus. Because when we get to the life of the teaching and, and teachings of Jesus, his, his teaching is radical in so many different ways. And one of the ways that Jesus' teaching was radical and 
surprising was the way he talked freely about God as father. You need to understand this was, he did it in a way that was uncommon in his context. And through his teaching, Jesus makes the radical claim that he has come to restore our relationship with God, our heavenly father. Christ, right, he he has come to address the brokenness, the separation, the judgment that results from our sin. And through his death and resurrection, and, and as we put our faith in him, we can experience new life and restoration. And in a real sense, when you begin this journey of following Jesus, you become part of a new family. And even if our family of origin has been severely broken. We now have a true father, a heavenly father, whose love we cannot fully comprehend. And to be brought into this relationship with him through faith in Christ is also to be brought into a new family. This is, this is one of the reasons why, as, as Jesus talked about his mission and his followers, He talked in terms of family. For instance, there's this fascinating scene that that is recorded in Mark chapter 3. Jesus is teaching. We get the feeling he's in in a house. He's teaching to his disciples. And his family comes in pursuit of him. And the idea you get is they've come because they've heard things that he's doing. They've recognized that he's become controversial. And in essence, they've come to do a family intervention. And as the story unfolds, here's what, we, here's what we read because he's told, hey, your family's looking for you. They're right outside. And what does Jesus say? Jesus says, after he's told his family's there, he says, well, who are my mother and my brothers? In other words, who's my family? Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him, right? His followers and said, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. In other words, I'm creating a new family. Likewise, this is why in the history of the early church, one of the ways in which Christians talk about themselves, one of the ways in which they talk about their relationships with one another is in terms of family. They recognize Jesus is creating a new family. So when you become a follower of Christ, not only do you now have a family of origin, you also have this new family. And even if your original family was deeply broken, that's not the end to your family story. Because at its best, the church can be the family that your original family was not. The church can be the place that you receive encouragement, support, the place where others invest in you. The church can be the place where you learn wisdom about life from those who are farther along on the journey. Now that we have kind of just taken just a few minutes to unpack this wisdom, let's just briefly talk about putting it into action, putting this into practice. I I simply want to make two quick observations, and they are these. First of all, understand God's design. Understand God's design, right? And Because I think underlying this this commitment is is a certain design that is, or underlying this commandment is a certain design that it's worth. 
And that design is that we are to listen. We're to learn from those who've gone before us. Where there's wisdom, we need to pay attention to it. We need to grab hold of it. And in in learning and listening, we are to honor those who are farther along in life. Likewise, we have a responsibility to those coming along behind us. A responsibility to invest, to encourage, to support, uh, to pass along what we are learning. And I I think this, you know what, this is to happen in our families, our families of origin, but it's also to happen in our new family, to happen in this place, in terms of God's community, that we are passing along what we're learning, that we are moving generation to generation to see the wisdom of God and passing that along in intentional ways. That's God's design. And when you understand, right, when you understand this design, then you recognize, you know what, I'm not, I'm not to figure this out all on my own. I'm not to simply do life on my own. Instead, right, I'm part of this bigger story. I'm part of this bigger story where, where I'm learning from those who've gone before and where there's wisdom there, I'm grabbing hold of it. And I also recognize that I have a responsibility to those coming behind to invest, to encourage, to support. And of course, one of the key places where this needs to happen is in our families. This is God's design. God's design is to be part of this bigger story, not just to say, you know what, I'm just going to figure it out on my own. That's all I need. And I think this principle of being part of this bigger story is is one of the reasons why this commandment comes with a promise, right? And and that promise is stated in different ways in in Scripture that things would go well with you. And I think we're, we're told things will go well with you because when you take this commandment seriously when you take this process seriously of kind of learning and listening and honoring those who've gone before and investing in those who come behind when you take this process seriously this is a key component of human flourishing so i think in putting this into practice i i've got to acknowledge right i'm I'm part of this bigger story part of this bigger story where I listen, learn, and I grab hold of wisdom where I see it and and learn and I honor those who've gone before and then I invest and support and encourage those who come behind. So I need to understand God's design and then I, I need to embrace this truth in my own family. For those of us who are parents, I think in our role as parents, we need to recognize the weightiness of this responsibility. Don't take it lightly. And we've got to embrace that. And I think one of the ways <laughs> we pass on wisdom is by being people who are continuing to learn, grow, and pursue wisdom. Likewise, I think in every season of life, another way we embrace this truth is, is by recognizing that as our children grow up, our role changes. So in every season of life, I need to wrestle with, okay, what in this season does wise parenting look like so to embrace this truth in my own family i need to i need to accept the weightiness of my responsibility as a parent but what about what about embracing this truth this wisdom as children well with that in mind just a couple of brief observations first i i realize for for those of you who are teenagers or young adults For some of you, you would say, you know what, my frustration, my complaint with all you've been talking about is is my parents just don't understand me. My parents don't listen. 
So I won't even. I don't even talk to them. It's just not. It's just not worth it. Well, can I challenge you that part of embracing this commandment for you is to be honest about your frustration, right? Just to you need don't disengage. Have those conversations. I'll just. Be real frank, in, in our family, we've had to have some ongoing conversations over the last few years. Mom and dad, this is what you do that's frustrating, or this isn't helpful when you do this. And we've, we've had to go back and forth as our, our young sons have become young adults to understand, you know, this is helpful, this isn't. But, but fortunately, they've been willing to have those conversations in an ongoing way, and, and we've learned through the process together. And, and that's, that's just been a very helpful way that they have just, I would say, honored Rose and me as parents. But what about as we get older, right? I mean, it's one thing, to, to, this is, you know, it's one thing to think about honoring your parents as teenagers, young adults, when you're really still very dependent. But what about as you get older, as we get to adulthood? What, what is that ongoing, ongoing responsibility look like to honor your parents when you're no longer under their direct authority? Well, just a couple of things that I would highlight. I think one of the ways we, we honor our parents as adults is, is, is through gratitude, is just being willing to be appreciative for what they've done. Even, uh, even when we're aware, you know, they could have done things differently. Unfortunately, sometimes it feels like for some people, they become so consumed with the things their parents did wrong or they perceived that their parents did wrong that all gratitude is drained from the relationship. So... Where appropriate, I think one of the ways we honor our parents is, is through gratitude for what, what was done well, what was positive. <laughs> I think another way as adults we, we honor our parents is simply by growing up. I mean, when you read Proverbs, the expectation is that, that as, as parents invest wisdom into their kids, the, the expectation is you grow up. And, and we see in different Proverbs the idea that as kids grow up, that's to be a delight, a joy to their parents. So one of the ways you honor your parents is just by growing up. I think we also honor our parents through time and communication. But once again, what about those hard situations? What about those of you that have really challenging brokenness in your family history? What about those situations where you would say, how can I honor someone I don't respect? Well, for those of you, let me just make two comments. First of all, even in those really hard situations... You can choose not to respond with contempt. You can choose not to belittle. You can choose not to berate. So you still have choices to make in how you respond. Secondly, I think a way we can honor our parents in some of these really hard situations is by working through our disappointment in healthy ways. It's by choosing not to stay stuck by recognizing that our family of origin doesn't have to be the end of our family story and that God is giving me a new family even if this original family will never be what I hoped it would be and along those lines I realize some of you had deep stuff in your family history some of you have abuse in your family history And I just want you to know if that's the case, you don't need to stay stuck. We've got resources, people in our church that can help you move forward in healthy ways. So here is the wisdom, the wisdom of the fifth commandment. It's to see ourselves as part of this bigger journey 
where we're honoring and learning from those who've gone before and investing and encouraging those who come behind. Along those lines, let me just let me just remind you that we've made these cards available. Hopefully you've gotten a copy by now. They're copies of the Ten Commandments, and each week we're asking you to rewrite the commandment that we've been talking about. And so maybe in putting this commandment in your own words, maybe you would say something like this. I will embrace God's design of learning and honoring those who have gone before and investing in those who are behind. I encourage you to kind of just embrace this principle and to wrestle with what does this look like in my own life? Because as you do that, you are embracing the wisdom of the fifth commandment. With that in mind, let's pray together. Father, again, I realize that for some of us, this is a really challenging topic to talk about our families, our original families, just because of some of what we've gone through. And I pray particularly for those who are in that situation, that that they could be encouraged with the truth, that their family of origin doesn't have to be the end of their family story. Because through the work of Christ, we can be part of a new family. And Father, it's, it's my prayer that Hershey Free could be one of those healthy new families that welcomes people regardless of what their family has looked like before. And I pray you'd help us as a church to be that sort of family. Likewise, I pray that you would help us understand what it, what it looks like to embrace the principle, the wisdom of this fifth commandment, of, of learning and listening and honoring those who've gone on before and investing and supporting and encouraging those who come behind. May we see the wisdom of this commandment and wrestle with it, what it looks like in our own lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, I want to thank you for joining us, and I pray that you will embrace the wisdom of this, the fifth commandment. Amen.